0: Fables Around the Table Continuum is a tense horror tale set in space. Our story features adult language and includes subjects and themes that may be upsetting for some audiences. This includes mental health, trauma, loss of autonomy, gun violence, self-harm and suicide, descriptions of blood and gore, and death. Listen at your own discretion. Of weird modern song playing over the speakers um, except it's kind of distorted because the speakers are broken you guys are all enjoying some R&R or you know booze and drugs to be more accurate currently in a bar on Luna called the small step it's darkly lit in here with lots of like black lights and the walls are decorated with accoutrements and photographs of the earliest days of the space age, NASA astronaut portraits, the photographs from the moon and Mars, all from the mid 20th century. But all of these various photographs and other NASA space-themed decorations are all vandalized with markers and paint, some of which is glowing under the black light. Um, and drinks are glowing. What's everybody drinking?
1: Whiskey ginger.
0: Whiskey ginger. The ginger is synthetic. It tastes like plastic, but uh, it has that just a little bit of a tingle uh, that you can... Close your eyes and imagine that it's real ginger.
1: Oh yeah, perfect.
0: <laughs> I think
2: probably whatever their highest proof gut rot is, <laughs> uh, Jack Jack is pounding one and then alternating that with like just a really shitty
0: weak beer. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, they have a liquor uh, that they just call Jet Fuel. Yeah, good. Uh, um, it's it's basically Everclear, <laughs> but it's not clear and that's concerning.
2: Evermerk. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it looks like there's stuff floating in it. It actually like numbs your face, not just from alcohol. Like, I was honestly
3: worried that you were actually just gonna say it's called jet fuel, and really it's just jet fuel. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Can can we run our spaceship on jet fuel? <laughs> you could certainly try. I'm sure. I'm sure SeaBolt can figure something out. So, but yeah, the uh, the bartender, kind of like a tall, muscular woman uh, with bright pink hair pours you another shot of this jet fuel, the stream of liquid coming out kind of in a swirling stream, about, like, seven inches above the shot glass, just falling slowly under the moon's one-sixth gravity, and, uh, slides it over to you. Much obliged. She nods. You're a regular here whenever you're, you're on Luna. Cameron, Siebold, and Delphine, what are you drinking?
3: I would think um, just straight bourbon. Straight bourbon, classic.
4: Yep. Seapold is is having uh, straight whiskey because it's what he has been told other people like. Uh, he does not like it, but he's he sure is pretending that he likes it. Uh, a neat glass of whiskey. Yep. Oh
1: yeah. Man, I still don't like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what about Delphine?
5: Um, Delphine's just drinking water. Or what passes for water.
0: Yeah, no, there's water. Water is, like, one of the easiest things. Like, it, it might be reclaimed. It might have been piss at one point, but, like, you've lived in space long enough that that's, like, all water.
5: <laughs> Yummy. It was
0: what at piss. some point?
4: Although, to be fair, all water has been right. piss at some point.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Me sitting here drinking water,
4: like… Yeah, Same. Drink. You're same. welcome. All the water and the water you're made of has uh-huh. been pissed at some
5: point. <laughs> the true horror.
0: So, Jack, you you got a real good buzz going with with your what you've been drinking tonight. Um so much so that you almost almost missed the notification that pops up on your hand terminal.
2: I check my hand terminal.
0: Yeah, you, you see like the subject line of like uh, an email that says notification of contract transfer.
2: I will expand this.
0: Yep. It's a notification saying that your contract, which was previously under Herma Limited, a shipping company that has existed before space shipping, like they were a normal sea shipping company over 100 years ago, they're the ones that have held your contract, they're the ones that you've been subcontracted to, and the notification says that a new company called Cygnus Navigation has bought your contract.
2: I think drag visibly sours. Um, and does a quick OmniNet search on this new company.
0: Yeah, they are relatively new, having been founded kind of out of nowhere in, like, the last, like, 15, 20 years. And beyond that, you can't find a whole lot of information about them, other than they've just been active. They, like, kind of popped out of nowhere and then have been, you know, active. Not as big as HBL, um, but doing stuff. And you do get, like, a slight ping of anxiety, because you don't know what this means for your agreement with Valkyrie. Yeah. Because the way that worked was Valkyrie basically brokered an agreement with HBL, and now that HBL sold the contract, you don't know what that means. Um, do I have a contact with Valkyrie? Yes, you do. Um, you, uh, your handler with Valkyrie is named Gavin Price.
2: I'm gonna shoot Gavin a message forwarding that notice. Just,
0: I I think it's just… Forward three question marks and then the file. Oh, gotcha. I see. Yeah, your hand terminal immediately starts ringing. Uh, I'll take the call. Jackie boy. Gavin, what the hell
2: is this? What's it look like? I mean, it looks like. uh, It looks like our our contract here got sold. What is that? What is this shit? Well, business as usual. Nothing you have to worry about. Nothing
6: has changed.
2: You know, you say that and. Every time somebody tells me not to worry, that is immediately when I start worrying. Yeah, so,
6: listen, nothing's changed. Our agreement still stands. In fact, we'll be able to keep a little bit of a closer eye because Signaf, yeah, they, they're
2: a
0: subsidiary of
2: Valkyrie. Yeah, that tracks. That tracks. We do love a good shell corporation in this this year corporate landscape. All right, well... If if truly nothing has changed, I'm sure this will be definitely fine. Jack says, like, visibly, sarcastically uh-huh. nodding. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. No, only good things, only good things. In fact, um, because of this, we're going to be providing you with some upgrades to your ship. Uh, we're sending a rep from Signav over to where your ship is docked uh, currently. I understand it's currently uh, going through some standard maintenance anyway.
2: Oh, no shit. Uh, yeah, no, we're... Um we're just out here at Luna. When uh, when should we expect this uh, this
0: liaison? Uh, she's supposed to be there at O eight hundred tomorrow. Um, she does request that uh, the entire crew is there just so that she can run you guys through some procedures and kind of go over some of the new tech.
2: Uh, just real
0: quick, what time is it currently? Uh, it's probably. <laughs> Uh, military time. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, let's say it's, uh, it's 2300. Okay. Yeah, so it's already late. Like, you're, you're a little annoyed you weren't alerted sooner, and you're already drunk, and they're basically saying, like, 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. Yeah. Uh, Gavin, hang on,
2: hang on just one sec for me, um, and I'll, I'll throw the call on mute. I'll, uh, do one of those double finger whistles at, uh, the rest of the crew. Crew meeting. Um, <laughs> Yeah, which uh, you can add that in post. Yeah. Um, yeah. no, I'll, I'll do the double finger whistle, and uh, and Jack says, "Hey team, uh, bad news. We got um we got somebody from the from the company coming to give us some shit tomorrow." I, at like Jack finishes whatever shot he had had in front of him. Yeah, we got we got something from the company coming at uh at O eight hundred. Um, go ahead and finish your drinks and clear clear out your tabs because we gotta we gotta get back to the ship. We gotta make this thing look a little presentable.
3: What, what do they want?
2: Oh, we're we're getting some fancy new tech. Apparently, for for once, the company has deigned to actually give us something that is useful. I mean, praise the the company. <laughs> Jack makes sure that he's actually on. You. <laughs> yeah, uh, but oh shit. Yeah, just just finish finish drinks. Let me finish this call, and uh, Jack stumbles out of the door. Okay. Um, yeah, sorry about that, Gavin. Just uh, giving everybody a heads up. No worries. So, oh eight hundred, great. 0800. Uh, what's uh, what's this person's name? Renee Buchanan. Renee Buchanan. All right. She's
6: an engineer with Signav.
2: Ah, good. All right, all right. Uh, I'll definitely make a note of that. Jack says, pretending to uh, <laughs> scribble something in the air. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Just um, yeah, shoot me, shoot me any other updates, and um, thank. Thank you, I think.
0: No problem. Looking out for you, Jack.
2: Mm, mm, yeah, you know, every time you say that, I… Mm, nope, we're good. We're, we're good. Have a good night. Enjoy that bottle of yours.
0: And I'll just hang
2: up.
4: <laughs> Too late, Nick hung up
2: first. Yeah.
0: You can't hang up on me! I hung up on you!
4: <laughs> <laughs> Siebold finishes his drink, and it is a very pained look on his face as he takes a huge gulp of this whiskey that he has just been babysitting uh-huh. all night. And he is just, mm, thank you for your time.
1: He chuckles under her breath.
3: <laughs> thank He's uh, been enjoying
1: uh-huh. this from the start, just watching uh-huh, him uh-huh. drink this. Uh-huh.
3: Cameron will give him a hearty slap on the back.
0: <laughs> you guys go back to the ship, uh, wake up in various levels of hungover, I imagine. You could decide how much and you meet this Signav engineer uh, waiting for you outside the airlock at 0800 sharp.
2: I think Jack is visibly slumped over with the the darkest, deepest bags under his eyes, um, but otherwise
3: is as presentable as can be expected.
1: He prods him <laughs> in the back to straighten his posture.
3: <laughs> yeah, Cameron's bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. He's, he's fine. Yeah.
1: I think B is a little hungover, but she's definitely playing it off like she's not and is, like, standing at attention.
5: Mm -hmm. If anyone was watching closely, which, toss up on if anyone was, um, you might have caught Delphine throwing back a pill of some sort, but otherwise looks about as dead-eyed as usual. Got it.
0: So yeah, the airlock opens and you see about a, a middle-aged woman with a short cropped hair graying in places. She's wearing a a well-fitted flight suit with the Signav logo, which just says Cygnus Navigations with a stylized Cygnus constellation, which is kind of like a cross type type shape. And it's uh, in yellow on like a army green flight suit. T.L. Pilsner. So uh, yeah. this is the clusterfuck, huh?
2: Uh, yeah, more than you know, but um, yeah, pleasure to meet you. And he pulled out his hand.
0: Renette Buchanan, pleasure to meet you. So um, I hear you, I hear you got some upgrades for us. Sure do. Since you're running freight for Signav now, we want to make sure that you are up to speed. So uh, we'll be providing some uh, software updates to your ship systems. Uh, your AI will be a little bit more responsive, a little bit more um, useful, uh, still not... Nothing like uh, some of those uh, crazy AIs that they're working on over at uh, Ether, but we're going to be providing an update to your stasis pods, um, hopefully solve some of the known issues with those, and also uh, make a few other miscellaneous updates uh, throughout the ship systems.
2: All right. Well, um, sounds good. I guess let me me introduce you to our engineer Seabold here, uh, who I imagine you probably want to talk to for a bit. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and start doing the uh, the system backup just to make sure we got a, a safe computer system to roll back to just in case anything crazy goes on. Good idea. Uh, and Jack will just pick up Seabold, move him over. Not really. <laughs> but, I mean, I guess we are on the moon, but uh, just one of those
0: very much like. Eh, have you met Seabold? Um, and then he trundles off. Yeah. She'll look at Seabold and go, "You're the engineer on the on board." Uh, that would be me. Yep, right here. Great. I'll run you through all of the updates we're doing just so uh, you have an idea in case anything goes awry, but you should be uh, ship shape here, pun intended, uh, once I'm all done. (laughs)
4: <laughs> Siebold's going to laugh way harder at that than he probably should have B uh,
1: <laughs> he rolls her eyes
0: Well, let's take care of the most complicated thing first Let's talk about the upgrades to the stasis pods Actually, if you follow me over to your stasis deck I can walk you through a little bit what we're going to update here And just so you're aware of how this new system is going to work And t- trust me, if you've had any sort of uh, memory issues with these stasis pods This is going to clean that right up
4: uh, yeah, I mean, there's definitely been some memory issues, so that's is, great to finally have that get resolved, you know?
2: Our thoughts exactly. I think if, uh, as you guys are walking onto the stasis tank, you do see Jack um, just gently closing the, uh, the side <laughs> panel on the, um, on his stasis pod and just gently tucks a beer behind, his, uh, behind him into a back pocket. Um, nothing, con- to <laughs> nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. Just continues right onto the, uh, to the main computer system.
0: Uh, Jack, you get there and Ava greets you and, uh, like, assists you in going through the uh, backup protocols. Uh, Renate is going to kind of turn to the crew and say, well, as you know, these, uh," she kind of knocks on top of one of the pods with a knuckle. These Cryotech brand stasis pods are outdated now. 30-year-old tech. Now, we'd love to be able to replace the whole thing for you, but we actually found this workaround uh, hardware and install that will actually solve the issues. So it's a lot cheaper, but 100% better for you guys. So the way this works is um, the cryopod will now interface with your CNI, which you guys know is the cognitive neural implant that is standard... Medical procedure to install in like all infants. It's a technology that was developed about 50 years ago. It eliminates all neurodegenerative diseases. Alzheimer's is no longer a thing. Um, like MS, so many nervous system disorders are just completely eliminated by this thing. And it has the added benefit of allowing for some like brain tech interfacing. So she says, uh, these stasis pods will interface with your CNI and it's going to instantly uplink a copy of your memories to a server bank on earth via the new uh, quantum link deck that just came out recently. Faster than light communication, it's amazing. But since we'll have a coded backup of your memory, when you awaken, if the pod detects a discrepancy in your memory, it will instantly downlink the copy so no memories will be lost or damaged hell yeah that'll be nice i think at that point cameron would
3: raise uh his hand uh yes <laughs> yes um you don't need to raise your hand you can ask a question <laughs> he keeps his hand raised just with a big smile <laughs> eventually lowers it and says miss buchanan um sorry cameron read him um, i'm the ship's oh, medic yes. uh just a quick question about the um, stasis pods connecting with the CNI. Is there any problems that could occur from any sort of neural damage, anything that could potentially make the CNI malfunction? Um, how much has this been tested?
0: Oh, it's been tested thoroughly. Um, the, the link to your CNI is not any different than the way your CNI would be interfacing with any other sort of tech, like a omniphone hand terminal um, or uh, any other smart device that people use in their everyday lives every day.
3: Okay, so, uh, Nick, what I know, has this been done before where you would connect the CNI with the cryotube? Uh,
0: this this would be a relatively new application of this.
3: Okay, well, I will say, all right, with that said, is there any other side effects that I should be aware of in case a uh, crew experiences delirium, you know, uh, loss of speech, anything like
0: that? No, since this technology is using the CNI technology, which has been proven over the last 50 years, uh, we have not noticed any, any side effects that... Uh, we can report, no, nothing beyond outliers uh, that we can't rule out other causes. Alright, well
3: thank you then. Of course um, as, he's, as he steps back he's going to give um, B a little nudge to the side and say hey you're slouching a bit battle cat
1: She nudges him back just cause I'm shorter than you doesn't mean I'm slouching.
3: He kind of uh he just kind of gives, like, a smile and then goes back to standing still. <laughs> Once again, you could tell he kind of goes back to, like, military pose by default.
1: Yeah, that's where B that too.
0: Yeah, so she gets to work installing everything. Seabold, she lets you see what she's doing, um, and she kind of walks you through the process, and she'll say that she'll leave manuals installed on the ship's computer system for you to review um, or reference if you need it, both for the stasis pod upgrades and the other small upgrades that she's making across the ship. All
4: right, yeah. I mean, it all makes sense for me. I mean,
0: it's great having somebody like you show us how it's done, yeah? You can learn a thing or two. I've been doing this a while. So, a couple hours pass, Renate finishes her work, and she packs up her tools and just says, well, if you run into any issues, uh, feel free to uh, contact the company. Um, And then she looks at Jack uh, or give uh, Mr. Prince a call. And She, like, winks and turns and leaves through the airlock. Thanks a bunch. I I don't get to give you a call? I'm afraid I don't do house calls. Damn it.
1: B-rolls her eyes again.
0: She's, like, twice Seabold's age. (laughs) Seabold does not
4: care, okay? He's gonna climb that tree.
3: Uh, Cameron's actually going to approach Seabold and say in a very kind of jovial tone... Hey, uh, Sea Kitty, you got a little bit of, uh... I think you got a little brown on your nose. Maybe a little bit of grease you left on there.
4: Oh, yeah? And Seabold <laughs> will just kind of rub at his nose and just be like... "Ah, oh, fuck you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you were laying it on thick, buddy. I mean... Eh,
4: fuck off, Cameron. All right, all right.
1: Jack, what the hell is this?
4: <sighs> all right, kids, listen up.
2: Um... apparently. Our uh, our shipping contract has been sold to this the Signav Group.
1: And who is Signav? Uh,
2: you know they're uh, yet another shell company for uh, for your friend and mine, Valkyrie. Uh, and I don't think I need to say anything more than that. But moral of the story, uh, we don't have to trust them, but we uh, we do have to use what they gave us. So, uh, Seabold, you uh. You've got the manuals on all the the cryo nonsense and whatnot, right? Sure do. They're uh, uploaded on the computers. Fantastic. Yeah, B. Could I? It, the rest of you are dismissed. B, can I borrow you for a moment? Absolutely. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take B back to wherever it was that I was doing the Ava backup, wherever that makes sense for that to have been.
0: Yeah. So that would be deck two subsystems.
2: Great. So as as they're walking through uh, deck two, like so, look, I don't trust these motherfuckers any more than, well, anyone else, I guess, but uh, I don't think you should either for obvious reasons, and that's why I'm gonna give you one of these. And uh, Jack pulls out what I assume is our most advanced form of storage technology at this time, which is the zip disk. Um, <laughs> and uh, on it, it has uh, Ava. point whatever the operating system was that we just upgraded from um and he hands it over says just hang on to this just in case something goes weird call me call me paranoid I know everybody does but you know I just I can't I can't trust it um and then uh, I
1: don't think you're paranoid for this Jack they own more of our asses now. I trust them even less than I did before, which was not much.
2: Yeah, you know we don't get anything for free. Any any nice things that we get come with extra surveillance and or extra, extra ropes to walk and all that shit. But moral of the story being, I don't... I think it would be... Ridiculous to assume that we are being spied on by our corporate overlords," Jack says, eyes obviously wide and nodding sarcastically. Um, <laughs> but you know, just just in case you need, uh, and Jack points to the the zip disk and then points to where it goes uh, in the system. He says, "Just um, you know, just in case."
1: Understood, sir.
2: Oh, please, you don't don't do that that feels real weird i hate that you know i hate that
1: she smirks a little at him she did it on purpose
2: Uh, that feels real
1: bad
7: Detected. Download complete. Good morning, crew. It is 0214 Earth Standard Time on October 7th, 2133, at a solar orbit of positioning errors. Your wake up song is Before I Disappear by Highland Rose 2021.
0: You guys, once again, awaken on the stasis deck of sms 108 your favorite song you listen to it every day <laughs> before i disappear by highlight Res. do these stasis pods have um speakers in them is that how we're hearing this or is it uh more ambiently from the room it's both okay because the the music is intended to wake you up that's what its purpose is Somebody did a study, probably shortly after stasis was invented, that listening to music upon waking up from stasis makes the process less traumatic.
1: I could probably find an article about that right now. It's not on stasis, it's just waking up.
0: Mm-hmm. Or you could
2: if we had access to the omninet
1: Which we don't.
2: Which we nope. don't in this fucking hellscape. Yep. <laughs>
1: what is this We we don't have the OmniNet.
2: Truly, this is the horror, is not having access to the internet. Yeah. yeah. Like, I may be old now, but like, boy, howdy! If I don't have at least some kind of drip of information coming into my brain, yep. I
0: get the anxious. Yeah,
8: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: It's funny when I when the internet cuts out at my house because it's like, oh man, I can't play Rocket League. Well, let me watch YouTube. Oh, well, shit. Like, um, well. Let me work on Mothership stuff. Oh, that's all on Google Drive. Well, fuck. Let me scroll through Facebook. God damn it.
1: (laughs) I have Google Fi for my phone. If I don't Mm -hmm. have internet, I can't make calls or send texts. That sucks. It's cheap, though.
2: But you know what there's always time for? Disassociating. Oh,
1: yeah. I'm good at that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. You guys all wake up in your respective pods listening to before I Disappear by Highland Rose. Ava's voice announces the date and time, which you know by heart. <laughs> it's been the same.
2: I think um, Jack uh, just rears back, like, because we're laying down, right? But uh, he, he pulls his knees up to his chest and just kicks out the the front of this pod. Damn. We're, we're not in zero G at the beginning. Yes, we uh, are. We are. Okay, yeah, no, he kicks out the front. He just throws himself around, wipes the slime off his face, like, kicks the side of the the cryo thing to get the, um, to get the side compartment to open, Mm. grabs a beer, cracks it against the side of it, like, just sort of throws it up into the air to let it float around, and just, like, corrals some of it towards his face. (laughs) Some of it makes it into his mouth, the rest of it he just, like, wipes into his face, like, the world's worst moisturizer. Alright. Alright. I can't. I can't deal with this. I can't. I. Mm, nope.
1: Uh, B, when she. Nope. B, when she comes out, just immediately kind of like curls up and like covers her face with her hands.
5: Delphine uh, comes to. And if you could hear inside her pod, then she's kind of humming along with the song, like with her eyes closed, <laughs> very absent mindedly. It does not come out of the pot.
1: That's fucking insane as fuck.
0: <laughs> I, I Delphine's reactions upon waking up have just gotten more disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> every loop.
5: <laughs> You're welcome.
0: <laughs> in like in like the most like innocent ways possible, but it's just like given the circumstances, like Jack and B's reactions make sense. <laughs> I think for Seabold, He's
4: actually kind of slow to get out of the pod on this one. Uh, like, you can just tell he's, like, a little bit less, um, like, just fully himself, energy-wise, I think, mm-hmm. um, on this one. Uh, and uh, kind of comes out of the pod and... Um, I think just kind of wordlessly floats over to Jack and um, doesn't even say anything, but just reaches for a beer
8: <laughs> and just
4: kind of like nods at Jack <laughs> and, uh, and and cracks it open. And it doesn't really say much of anything for uh,
0: a little bit. What's everybody's stress at for the folks at home? Fifteen. Sixteen. 14.
5: 19. Out of a maximum
0: of 20. (laughs) You guys are rough. What's so stressful about this situation, guys? I don't get it. You
1: can shut your goddamn mouth. (laughs) (laughs) I've had enough of your shit.
4: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't know. Like, watching everybody die several times...
2: and we don't even get the comedic release like in Groundhog Day, right? Like, (laughs) it's just pain. Mm -hmm. Uh It's just endless loops Mm
0: -hmm. of pain. Mm -hmm. I'm entertained. (laughs)
1: Shut your goddamn mouth!
0: (laughs) Uh,
2: shit. (laughs) Tanner's the real winner.
5: (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) Still not over the betrayal. No. (laughs) I'm so mad.
2: Jack makes his way towards the... Crew habitation area where the uh, food
0: and therefore the marijuana growing area is. Yeah, so that's up in deck three, the galley and hab, which is your kitchens, bunks, and common area. The small hydroponic system built into the galley is there to grow, you know, lettuce and herbs and, you know, small edible plants. And Jack has completely co-opted the whole thing. I mean, it is growing herbs. He's growing herbs, for sure. This is
8: factual.
2: So I, I will say, I am not, uh, my, my body decided very early on, uh, me, Adam Seeds, not Jack, uh, my body decided early very on that um, I can't smoke weed. I get real sick. Um, and so, of course, that's the joy of role-playing games is that you can live out fantasies that you can't do in real life. <laughs> uh, but I say this more to say that um, I don't, I don't know what the process is of harvesting weed off of the plant and preparing it for for smoking, but I will say that the phrase uh, anti-gravity bong makes me chuckle a lot. (laughs) So uh, presumably Jack will go over to the hydroponic area, gather what he needs, Uh and engage whatever the hell an anti-gravity bong would be, as opposed (laughs) to the gravity bong, which presumably would not work right <laughs> um and just takes a just a big fat rip yeah you go you go pull some fresh nugs off those plants the dankest of nugs yeah. yes i am a hip youth i understand honestly how. i think
0: there's probably some sort of drying process that needs to occur i don't actually know i'm an end user not a <laughs> not, <laughs> not a grower uh, <laughs> so if, that, if that's the shit. case then jack has some ready to go stashed somewhere but sure. in any case yeah there's a special <laughs> magic space bong that works in zero g Uh, And you can have at it (laughs) Tell me where they get the dank ass space weed Mm -hmm. Um, So Yes uh,
2: Jack will do this and If anyone follows after him uh, We'll offer it to anyone else Uh, Because at this point It is either uh, Forcibly
0: turn off Brain Or uh, Brain Will forcibly turn him off Mm -hmm. Is Delphine Still in the stasis pod?
5: Yeah um, if you listen closely this time, uh, "Pocket Full of Sunshine," punctuated by some laughing that turned into sobs that then get stifled, is what's happening.
1: All this
0: classical pop music, Caitlin, oh. this is terrifying.
1: <laughs> I am at nineteen out of twenty, buddy. <laughs> uh huh. Siebel do you want to take this or should B take this?
4: Seabold is uh, taking his beer bottle and blowing into it.
1: Okay, so B will take this. So B's gonna straighten up and hear hear Delphine, in there and and open up her stasis pod.
5: The singing abruptly stops, and she just kind of looks at you with like dead eyes. You have a nice singing voice. Thank you.
1: She extends a hand to help Delphine out.
5: Do you know when Cam thought? It was you stealing the pills? Yeah. That was... That was tough. It was me. It
1: was you?
8: Mm Mm-hmm.
5: Stealing the painkillers. She, like, reaches into, like, her breast pocket and pulls out a handful and lets them, I guess, float away since they're not gonna drop. Bee
1: kind of, like, watches them and then looks at Delphine, like, wide-eyed, and then looks back at the pills.
4: Siebold starts laughing, but it's, like, breathing into the bottles.
1: Like, she's still holding Delphine's hand, and she just goes, why?
5: Didn't want to feel it. Bee hugs Delphine. Delphine just cries. And she kind of, like, sags out of the pod.
4: Seabold now stops laughing.
5: B he rubs her back. She doesn't really
1: know what to say, but she does know like rubbing back helps. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she's gonna pull away after a minute and like like still hold on to her hand and be like, why don't we go read some books?
5: She'll like sniff. <laughs> okay.
1: And B will start leading her away to wherever the hell we get to keep our personal shit.
0: At that point, Ava's voice chimes up.
1: Warning, fire detected on deck three. What the fuck? Hang on. <laughs> and there's alarms Wait, isn't up. that where Jack is?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Forgot there's no toilet paper
2: rolls in space to do the thing or you blow into it so you don't get in the fire detector.
1: <laughs> it's dryer sheets.
2: I've seen the youths do the thing with the thing at the thing.
1: I dated a youth that did the thing at the thing.
5: <laughs> I busted the youths who didn't know how to do the things.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> We've got all across the spectrum.
0: I smoke in my own house because I'm an adult. <laughs> you know what?
2: Hey, side note. Um, it's it's topical right now as we uh, as we record this, and it will probably still be topical when you listen to this. Uh, congratulations, Maryland, for,
0: uh, for legalizing the marijuanas.
1: Hooray! Hell
0: yeah. Ball's in your court, rest of the country.
1: B will stop and sigh and, like, squeeze Delphine's hand and be like, we gotta check this out first, okay? All
0: right. Is Jack cursing at Ava and overriding yes. the alarm? <laughs> I, I think, like, he's, he's
2: coughing heavily and, like, is trying to make his way over to wherever the closest Ava panel is. Just, like, slap at it uselessly. Shut. Shut the fuck. <laughs> it's fine. Just disable the... It's not... Oh, my God. And, like... White wipes the remnants of the cryo slime and also the beer, like, off of his face. Uh, Son of a Look, Ava, it's fine. Just override the the fire uh, safety rules. It doesn't fucking matter right now, anyway.
1: Override confirmed.
0: And the alarm stops. Oh,
1: thank God. B is still going to gently lead Delphine in that direction. She's security officer. She's got to do what she's got to do. Yep. Is Seabolt coming?
4: Siebold's, uh just going to kind of watch them float away, grab um, the rest of the beers that are stashed uh, by Jack, and just kind of like trail behind. Uh-huh and has finished chucking the first beer after the hug and has now cracked open a second beer, Uh, also just chucked Uh the first beer and let it smash against uh, Cameron's stasis pod.
1: Poor Cameron, poor Cameron.
4: Fuck that guy.
0: Oh, no. I
1: still love him.
0: This is this fucker's fault. (laughs)
1: Anyway. But yeah, we'll make our way up to deck three.
0: Yeah, you get up to... um... You go from the stasis deck, deck five, up to deck four in the med bay, and at that point, you do see smoke, mm-hmm. but it's immediately followed by the smell of skunk. Uh, faintly, not super strong, um, and so that you could put two and two together before you even get up to deck three. There's a faint haze.
1: Busted. B sighs <laughs> and proceeds.
0: And that's about when the alarm turns itself off.
2: Jack, I mean, through the, the bleariness and also the cloud, Probably clocks you on and says, Ah, I was wondering when you all know, get up here. You um, uh, you want to take a hit on this?
1: B pauses, like she's not going to, and then immediately grabs it off him and takes a hit.
2: <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, please add whatever relevant um. <laughs> <laughs> <here>. <laughs> I'll
0: I'll okay, do the I'm, fully work myself. <laughs> uh, thank you. Yeah, that's you know that's a commitment to service. Yes. I really appreciate you for that. I will fall on the sword. Uh. <laughs> yeah, B, you take a hit, uh, and you immediately mm-hmm. feel that that wave of euphoria that comes with. Uh, I imagine this is not something that B does often.
1: Mm-mm. Oh no, she's very mar- she's very wee naive.
0: Yeah, I'm not even gonna make you roll for anything. There's no point. But it's uh, you immediately start coughing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's followed by this wave of like just soft fuzziness and euphoria and mm-hmm. like feel very floaty, which <laughs> floatier than you already are being in Zero G.
1: <laughs> While still coughing into her yeah. arm, he's going to hold it out to Delphine.
2: Ew. Not oh, going it's uh <clears throat> it's good for you. Put hair on your chest, whether you want it or not.
5: It might help with the pain. (coughs) Mm, I think I'm allergic. It's unclear if that's actually true or not. She just looks at you guys like, I don't think that looks like it's going to be helpful.
4: Jack shrugs. Suit yourself. Takes it back. Um, Seabold, you get in there about now, too. Yeah, Seabold kind of sees Delphine uh, pass up on the space weed and... uh, Says, heads up, and uh, chucks a beer bottle over in Delphine's direction. Does not wait to see if Delphine notices.
5: <laughs> oh no,
8: uh,
0: Delphine. <laughs> hang on, because
5: I, I want to see offhand if I give myself a fifty-fifty chance <laughs> of noticing. I do this shit to myself in D anD D all the
1: time. Uh-huh. Wisdom saving throw for no I reason.
5: She does not notice, and <laughs> yeah. the can.
4: I will say he's not like no. throwing it for strength. Like, it's a drift. It's, yeah, 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 yeah. it's a push. It's just a push, yeah, yeah, and it yeah,
0: drifts yeah, through yeah, yeah. zero. For sure. Like he's not yeeting it. Uh. <laughs> it doesn't do damage or break or anything. But uh, Delphine, you are startled as something hard and cold bumps against the side of your head.
1: Well, no, no, no. Does B notice?
0: Oh, does B notice? Um yeah well actually
1: I just, you just took I a did hit. just take a Probably here
0: coughing not. yeah do, do you want to try to notice
1: sure um, I'll roll a d20 <laughs> uh
0: well go ahead and make a uh we'll use we'll use the mothership rolls go ahead okay. and make a speed check with disadvantage.
8: Oh hell.
0: I thought you were
2: using the mothership rules insofar as you had maxed out your You're not gonna okay, gain a stress for this. Well why okay. panic about Yeah, you're not
0: gonna gain a stress for failing here. This is for fun. Okay, that was
1: gonna be my question. That was yeah. gonna be my question.
0: Yeah. Because if so you don't notice, a... you don't notice and you don't there's nothing to get stressed out about. You didn't see anything. <laughs>
1: Oh, was a 60 and an 83, so I don't know. So,
0: yeah, uh, Delphine, um, something hard and cold just gently bumps against the, like, back of your head, just sort of right behind your ear. <laughs> Out of nowhere. Just
5: poor Delphine. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't
0: hurt, but it startles you maybe a little. No.
5: <laughs> yeah, she'll startle and then kind of turn around, notice who came in the room, see what is now... I would imagine retreating away from her and grab the beer out of the air.
4: I'm so sorry. I thought you would catch it. I literally said heads up. I didn't expect for it to hit your head. Okay, I'll stop talking now.
1: How many beers you got left, kid?
4: Uh, This many? (laughs) I I do think
2: Jack will... um, Presuming that there is no chance of hangover getting crossfaded like any any sort of negative effects. Oh we'll
1: still get crossfaded yeah.
2: <laughs> but yeah uh, I, I think just Jack Jack will uh, partake in excess shall we say. Sounds good I think if, if anybody tries to talk to Jack he would just hand them whatever intoxicant he has on him uh, and he just shh, 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 nope nope just nope just take it just take this I do
4: just think it's funny that our characters have talked as little as possible already.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> One thing to note is that um, unless Delphine pulls away, B's not letting go.
5: She's not going to pull away. we cute. we holding hands. Aw,
4: mm-hmm. oh, okay.
1: Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> I would say that would mean that this would foreshadow somebody dying, except, spoiler, we're all going to fucking die. Over we're and over. fucking
1: That's die. the whole point. Yep. B will lead. Delphine towards her bunk and like sit her down and like start digging through her stuff and pull out like a really small book and I'm pulling this book because I I literally just listen to it and hold it into her hands she goes, it's another classic. It's called All Systems Red. It's really funny how they think the future works.
5: Delphine will take it and just silently flip it over to the back to read the back.
1: So essentially it's about a uh, security unit that liberates itself from its governor unit, which, you know, tells it what to do, and likes to to absorb media,
5: but has to avert disasters anyway.
0: You look at the back of the book, Delphine, and see that the main character is named Murderbot.
5: I think reading the back, she just kind of chuckles to herself and then doesn't say anything, but thank you. I think you'll like it. I know we don't have a
1: lot of time to read right now, but
5: you know, if we ever get out of this. I think she just won't say anything and just open the book. (laughs) Um, B will settle down next to her.
0: Seabold. I know I know what Jack's doing. Seabold, what are you mm-hmm. up to?
5: Are
1: you gonna interrupt this moment?
0: <laughs> no. That feels
1: like a very seabold thing to do.
4: No, I think uh so your bunk is like in the same Like, area that everybody else's is. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You guys don't have your own rooms. They're basically... It's, like, a bunk area, and then there's six alcoves in the wall that's just big enough for a bed. And then on the far side of the alcove in the wall are, like, shelves and uh, compartments and drawers where all your personal effects are.
4: Yeah, so I think... I think what Seabold's doing is... This is... All right, so let's say we've been... Maybe awake for, like... 15-20 15 20 minutes or so, Seabold is now on cracking beer number three. Chucks a beer cap at the at the table and it just kind of bounces off and floats away in zero <laughs> G. Yeah, and he's like, So we're all on the same page here, we're just uh not gonna go on the uh, ship and die gruesomely this time or uh by our own hand and looks over at Jack.
1: Fuck it.
2: I think, like, as you had started saying that, Jack had been, like, floating over to do the whole, like, put the single finger on your lips and just... And then as soon as you call him out, he, like, stops right before he gets to your face and points, like, right at you, like, um, you know, index finger probably an inch from your nose. He's like, all right, that's fair, but you didn't have to say it. And then turns around and, well floats around and uh, goes off towards somewhere else in the room.
1: Seabold said this in the presence of B and Delphine?
4: Yeah, no, he's he's definitely not trying
0: to say it to himself, so yeah. You're all on deck three right now and um, while there are separate areas, it is kind of like an open space. It's just like, this side of the deck is bunks, that side of the deck is the galley, and then the middle area is like the commons, where there's like a table and chairs and um, like a little couch.
1: B will look up from reading over Delphine's shoulder that she's kind of like huddled into, and she'll look up and she'll be like, do you want to die?
4: No, that's why I just I just think it's funny that we're all on the same page, you know?
1: I'm fucking sick of dying. <laughs>
4: I, I died first last loop, if I remember correctly.
1: And I watched you die.
4: And I fucking nursed Delphine, Okay. you know, while getting shot by this... Robot lady who then gets controlled by an alien. So I don't know. You know, we all experience None of terrible things. No, no, I
1: watched you die. I know. I watched you die I know. over and over. I died.
4: How do you think that felt for me?
1: I know. I've died too.
4: Exactly.
1: But I'm your goddamn security officer.
2: I think as as B says that Jack probably hears it and just like to himself does a a sarcastic, jaunty, like, salute in her direction. Probably not such that she can see it, but...
1: Yeah, it's probably best she doesn't see it right now. (laughs) Um, B is gonna get up and move towards Seabold kind of like aggressively. Seabold, I don't like you. I think we're on the same page about that. But you're my crew. You are my responsibility. I am the security officer and I've watched you die over and over and over, I have watched you all die over and over. Do you understand how that must feel to someone who is solely responsible for ensuring your safety? My job is to make sure you don't die. And I have failed over and over. She's like in your face now.
4: It looks like Seabold wants to say something, but he's forcing himself to put the beer bottle up to his face. And he puts a finger up, actually, like, one second as he takes a very
0: long sip.
1: He smacks the beer away. Oh,
0: shit. Suds go floating out in the zero G. (sighs) I was
4: getting into a good vibe, and you kind of ruined it. Why are you making it about you? Immediately after saying that, Seabold starts getting another beer.
1: (laughs) He's gonna shove away and go, Because this whole thing has been my epic failure, Seabold. This this whole nightmare experience has just been me failing over and over. Did you fail?
4: Newsflash, sweetheart, we've all failed.
1: What did you fail on, Seabold? You made the EMP that the monster ate. Look,
4: I fucking told everybody to move the ship, and we didn't have the security clearance to get the other thing that we needed because I didn't think about the details we needed to think about, you know?
1: These face kind of quirks at that, because she, she didn't know about that.
2: Jack pipes up and says, I, um, <clears throat> I, I wrote a fire extinguisher around, I think. What? I, I thought we were talking about failures. I, um,. I tried to spray the monster with a fire extinguisher, try and, like, short it out or something, and forgot to brace myself, so I, um,
4: floated around in zero-g like a
2: like goddamn cartoon character.
4: Yeah, you also got yourself stuck outside in space, and then, and he, like, motions with a gun.
1: And at that, he gives Jack a very icy look.
4: I don't think Jack
2: knows what to do, and in the well-practiced move of someone who has been... Uh, belligerently drunk and has been confronted with somebody who is more sober than them trying to get them to do real thinking uh, and him not being physically capable to do so. He goes on a face journey and then just shakes his head. And um, I, I think
0: he probably floats out of the hab area. In that moment, you shake your, you kind of process what was said and shake your head and then the entire ship shakes and some alarms go off and then before Ava quiets them. That's nice. Well, finish your beers, kids. The last call. You know, you guys have about 35 minutes before the next loop.
1: We still have 35 minutes, Jack.
0: All right. It's halfway to last call. And can...
1: Let's talk.
0: Fine.
5: Would this be a bad time for Delphine to look up rather plaintively from her book and just say, I was trying to read and then just exit to go sit in her pilot's chair. (laughs) I think that's fair.
0: Yeah, you take your book and you float towards the ladder and head up to the bridge.
5: She pulls a beer out from underneath her chair. Ah (laughs) We
0: all know where the beers are. You guys don't need to hide them, it's your ship.
5: (laughs) We like to let Jack think that he's hiding them.
0: Uh, right, it's a game.
5: Mm -hmm.
1: We all know where they are, we all know. B is going to move towards Jack. In Zero-G, of course. You killed yourself, Jack. Well,
2: I mean, that Jack killed himself.
1: That's still you, Jack. That's the same Jack that is in this loop. That is the same Jack that was at Palace. Uh, That
2: seems like sort of an important metaphysical difference that, um, I'm not really in best shape to, um, to deal with right now, but, uh, I don't know, you don't, you don't start looking at each past version of yourself as a, a separate person. You you count every instance of yourself as, as the same you. You don't try and differentiate yourself now from who you were, whether it's a, a loop or not.
1: She grabs the front of Jack's shirt. Don't get cute with me, Jack. We don't know what happens to us after this. If there is and after this, and you shot yourself in the head. After Palace, after everything, I thought I could count on you, and you shot yourself. Okay, look, I know that sometimes people, you
2: know, sometimes metaphorically talk about staring down the, you know, the darkness or whatever. I, I would like to point out, I, I was literally looking at a black hole. It was- Why were
1: you out there, Jack?
2: Not necessarily on purpose.
1: Not on purpose. You were sucked out.
2: I had gone out to the uh, to the SP to see if there was anything of use out there that we might be able to. I don't know. See anything? See any tools? And that was when the um, that was in reactor blue. I lost my footing.
1: You didn't think to clip yourself I, to the station? It happened almost exactly
2: after I got out. We weren't exactly keeping the time at that point.
1: She lets you go, and she goes, maybe if your security officer had been there, you would have stood a chance. Yeah. And floats away to her bunk. I mean...
2: He calls after you. I mean,
1: I I guess that
2: might be technically correct, but maybe not relevant.
1: She's not listening.
2: I think he still has that, um, the, the drunken, glazed, I'm trying really hard to think, but I am I'm-too-think-to-drunk-right-now kind of look. <laughs> yeah. Um, just wipes his eyes, shakes his head, scans around the room for a second, and is there... I mean, I guess we are in the far space future, so perhaps there wouldn't be paper and pens or things like that around, but is there what, perhaps, like, some sort of, uh,
0: you know, Wacom tablet equivalent uh, to, to, like, draw on? I mean, there would be hand-terminal like, style tablets and stuff, too, that, like, you can draw on, like, an iPad, you know? Okay. Uh, basically, Jack will
2: Jack will grab something that he can draw on and something that he can write with and draws uh, what he thinks is a perfect rendition of uh, the space station. Whether or not it achieves that goal remains to be seen. <laughs> but, um, but in his mind, he knows this is the station that they've been Mm on. Um, and so he's putting down and he's like, all right, we got the, we got the one key card here and like, puts the point down right at the, the entrance. Like, he, he does like a very like 1950s retrofuturist rocket to represent, uh, their ship, the (laughs) Clusterfuck. Mm -hmm. Uh, and he's like, all right, all right, so we got the one here and then, uh, over where the greenhouse is he sketches uh, a pot leaf he's like all right and he's got the i got the one in there and then like right next to that he like tries to figure out how you would represent gravity pictographically and can't and just does a little swirl and he's like all right i'll get the, I'll get the gravity doohickey there and uh and he like goes over to where the um Uh, the security thing is and draws like a very simple like door with bars on it. Uh alright now we get the we got the other on there. Um wait, no we should we can we can probably do that. That shouldn't take any time at all. We could He he checks his uh Well I guess not a watch. The I guess he checks his hand terminal for the time. How much time do they have left?
0: Uh so at this point you only have maybe a little more than 10 minutes or probably, probably like 15. I'd I'd say we're in scene five now with Jack drawing a map.
1: Delphine, you might be finishing the book. It's a very
5: short book.
0: (laughs) How fast of a reader is Delphine?
5: Possibly.
2: Yeah. I think Jack will go Delphine and, um, perhaps, uh, aggressively, but not in an unkind way, just in someone who no longer has exact fine motor control, um, shows Delphine the piece of paper and is like, Hey, does it... All right. Our next, uh, <clears throat> our next loop through. If you want to just go ahead and start the ship, I think we might just be able to get through. Grab that key card. Pop on over to the other side. Grab that key card. Grab the little hand terminal doohickey that turns gravity back on. Uh, did you know that? I don't. I don't remember what we talked about. I don't. There's a thing, uh, uh, a hand terminal that like can turn the gravity on. I get. I don't. I don't really know how this works. Anyway, uh, like and he just continues talking, like whether or not Delphine has even acknowledged that he is uh, saying words at her face. Um, but essentially spells out our plan of we can probably just go from key card to key card, grab the gravity doohickey, grab the other key card, meet up at an Isaac terminal that we know. Do the thing that lets us sync all of the key cards to our CNIs, and then go from there.
1: Oh, um, it's almost like Jack's really functional whenever he's drunk and high.
2: <laughs> yeah.
4: During this scene, Siebold's actually there, just kind of listening, drinking this beer. He starts having a snack. He's went to grab a granola bar, and he's just eating this granola bar, listening to this. And then as Jack starts drawing the map of the station, decides to float on over and just start listening. Doesn't really say much of anything, but it's just nodding if anybody looks over.
1: He is sulking. You guys are in a different module. Yeah. Uh, Different decks, sorry.
2: I I don't even know that Jack would have clocked Siebel coming over. I think he's so deep in the explanation. Frankly, I don't even know that he clocks that Delphine is there, or if he is Mm -hmm. or if she's listening to him, but, like, he is so delighted that two brain cells have rubbed together and uh and he he gets done saying things and like stops becomes slightly self-aware looks around looks at the both of you he's like eh ah? and uh have, has anyone here played uh Disco Elysium? no oh that is a shame
5: mhm uh,
2: it's on my everyone steam list here on the game and at home uh just do yourself a favor and uh look up Disco Elysium the look um, that the main character gives. It is specifically just the look. Um, and that is what I want you to imagine <laughs> on Jack's face at this moment. Uh, just uh, somewhere that is something between uh, a smugness that is there to help hide the self-doubt but also is uh a kind of self confidence that comes out of being so unconfident that you stack underflow it and then come back up on top. And now you're confident again.
1: <laughs> Literally just Googled it. It's um, beautiful.
2: And I think, I think you can tell me otherwise, Nick. Um, but I feel like as he gets done with that explanation and looks at um, Seabold and Delphine and like gives them the look and they're like, ah, Right.
8: And uh, it, it looks
2: good, right? Um, I feel like that might sync up with. The end of the loop
0: Yeah, you do that just as you guys all Begin to hear the music You have about a minute
1: He holds her head in her hands mm-hmm. again
0: Seabold and Delphine, you can't react To Jack's uh, plan Here If you'd like mm-hmm.
4: Seabold's kind of listening mm-hmm. On and uh, as he's Munching on this granola bar he's like
8: Mm-hmm 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 Mm-hmm,
4: mm-hmm. Yeah, that's (laughs) just for me. Delphine?
5: Delphine looks up from her book and kind of looks a little, like, scandalized about this look that Jack is giving them by the end of this. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But nods and says, you've had some pretty terrible plans before, if I'm honest. But this isn't the worst of them.
0: And that's when you guys wake up in your stasis pods once again. And you guys get to make a rest check since, well, not necessarily the most restful of a loop. You did take the time to uh, imbibe in some substances and not uh, overly worry yourself with the current nightmare scenario happening on the station you're docked to.
1: Get some things off our chest.
0: Yeah. So the way a rest save works, is you make a saving throw with your worst save stat. Oh, God. So that's the stat with the lowest number. Great. However, if you participated in any stress-relieving activities, like recreational drug use or heavy drinking, you can make that check with advantage, which I believe all of you qualify for.
2: It's not like a, you know, double, quadruple, quintuple advantage to doing every instance
0: of things. Yeah.
1: Yeah, can I roll three times because I smoked and drank?
0: Uh no. I think it's just one general thing.
1: Well I failed.
0: Even with advantage?
1: Yes. My lowest save is 17.
0: Yowza. a hm.
5: Yeah, my lowest save is 18, so this is gonna be still a little rough. Uh,
2: Jack is a 26. So we're gonna see. But also, for once, for the first time since we've been recording this this podcast, I have physical human dice near my desk, which means I can roll physical dice. <gasps> That's uh, amazing! Uh, nice. A little while ago, I got my Kickstarter rewards from the Old Gods of Appalachia podcast. They're doing uh, an RPG, and so they have the cipher system dice, which are like a d20 and d10s and d 6 and a little fancy little rolling tray. Uh, which none of you can see right now, but I think they're neat.
1: Just take a picture.
2: I could, or, I mean, they're but... Um, <laughs> and of course, now that I've said that I've talked about these, it's gonna be like, roll a
0: 99, or bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? I'm gonna be nice here. Given the scope of this game and how constrained it is, I'm going to just generally say that by spending the loop in this way, you automatically succeed on your rest save. Thank you. So but you still wanna roll because that will determine how much stress you recover from. Cause it's it's the ones digit rolled. So if like you rolled a twenty four, you recover four stress. I'm very thankful to you for this. Um for one specific
2: reason, which is that As I spoke, I cursed myself because I rolled 55, which would have been a critical failure. Mm -hmm. So, thank you for your generosity in this one particular time.
5: Yes. (laughs) Thanks,
2: (laughs) Nick. I'm sure it won't double down on us later. Mm.
0: (laughs) I know what's coming up. Hey, what are all these health packs doing right before the boss (laughs) battle?
1: Mm.
8: Uh, (laughs) I recovered five. I also recovered
7: five. I
8: also recovered
4: five. Five seconds. I recovered six.
5: Ooh.
4: Nice. That was a very restful loop. I'm now at nine stress.
5: You <laughs> girl's still at fourteen, but it's five. Eleven.
0: I'm at ten. Got it. everyone, Nick Hirasiva here, your warden of this season of Fables Around the Table. Continuum. Playing Mothership by Tuesday Night Games. First things first. Adam insisted that I include a correction in the mid-roll of this episode. The thing they were referencing from Disco Elysium is in fact called the expression and not the look. So put away your pitchforks, internet. Here's a quick reminder of the talented people on this episode. Caitlin Camp plays Delphine. She's a Fables veteran, having appeared on Seasons Lost, Candlelight, and Greetings from Hell. She was also a guest on Tales of the Voidfarer. Roger Page is Seabold. He is also a Fables veteran, having appeared on Seasons Tainted Love, Lost, and Greetings from Hell. Additionally, Roger plays Remix on our mass podcast, Cape Chronicles. He guested on Tales of the Voidfarer as well, and he's a streamer. Catch his streams at twitch.tv slash Roger. That's M I S T E R R O D G E R. Andy, aka Bam Crash Kapow plays B. She's a variety streamer, and you can catch her streams at twitch.tv slash Adam Seats plays Jack. They are the co-author of any award-winning DD 5E adventure One Night Strahd. One Night Strad is currently available for purchase on DM's Guild. Tanner Bivens once again returns to play Cameron in the flashback you heard at the top of the episode. Once again, shout out to Anna Matthews for voicing the ship's AI, Ava. Anna has also recorded voiceover previously for Fables Around the Table, Tiffany. Huge shout out to Tom Goldthwaite for voicing Mike Delacroix later this episode. Tom is one of the Project Derailed founders and serves as my story consultant on Tales of the Voidfarer as well as being the creator of the Tales of the Voidfarer theme song. He also served as a story consultant on this as well. Shout out to Chelsea Rexinger, the technical editor for this season of Fables. Chelsea has GM'd and appeared as a player on almost every past Fables season, and she plays Royale on Cape Chronicles. And she makes nerdy candles at her Etsy store, where you can even have her create a custom candle for your D&D character. You can check them out at etsy.com shop plotkindlingcandles Plot Kindling Candles. Lastly, as I said at the top, I am Nick Yurisiva, your humble warden. I am the GM of Tales of the Voidfarer, or any nominated D&D 5e Spelljammer podcast. I've also been on Fables Season's Curse, Lost, Super, and I play Quasi Raptor on Cape Chronicles. Special thanks to the band Highland Rose for use of their song Before I Disappear, off the EP, Dark Times. If you like this show and all the other content we create here at Project Derailed, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com projectderailed project derailed. And also join us on the Project Derailed Discord at projectderailed.com discord. And be sure to follow us on social media, now including threads, at Table Fables Podcast.
7: Memory desync detected. Downlink complete. Good morning, crew. It is 0214 Earth Standard Time on October 7th, 2133, at a solar orbit of Positioning Error. Your wake up song is Before I Disappear by Highland Rose 2021.
0: You guys wake up, you hear Ava's voice. Same bat time, same bat place, and awaken in your pods to the catchy tunes of Highland Rose before I disappear. You guys all do feel some measure of better, it seems, taking that loop to process your feelings and imbibe in substances sufficiently reduced your stress levels, while not gone by any measure, has allowed you to feel a little fresher upon waking up this time.
1: B uses her mechanical fist to punch open her stasis pod.
0: Yeah, it pops open, but you do crack the glass canopy. Good. And cause the projection that reads your name and information and vitals uh, flickers and goes out as the glass cracks.
1: She starts suiting up.
0: Yeah, but the canopy pops open and you suit up and presumably go grab your weapons and stuff? Uh,
1: not the pulse rifle. I grab, uh... I have to look at with available. Hang on. Come back to me.
0: What's everybody else doing? Jack, uh,
2: much less aggressively, uh, <laughs> will, will go and kick the thing open again. But this time more in a, in, in the kind of mania that one feels like when you wake up and realize, oh wait, I got paid today. <laughs> I, like, it's uh-huh. just like the <laughs> yeah yeah I can do it. And uh, he he kicks open the uh, the thing and just immediately uh, goes as fast as he can towards the airlock to get uh, over to get the green key card. Okay. You don't even grab a beer. No. He he skips right past. Wow.
0: Wow. He's a new man. <laughs> He'll come back for it. Yeah. <laughs> first things first yeah no uh yeah you go up to the forward airlock pop it open see ira's dead body floating there uh help yourself to the key card (laughs) i think as best as he can because almost certainly in regular gravity
2: he could not uh but jack will uh just roundhouse kick ira's body away flip him the
0: double birds and be like we're out of (laughs) here um and pop back into the airlock yeah
1: (laughs) damn boy
0: amazing yeah, so you do that. you get that done within the first scene for sure. excellent. Uh, Delphine and Seabolt. How do you start your day? Siebold
4: will just pop right out of the uh, stasis pod this time almost immediately feeling like it's like like just continuing the forward motion of the last loop mm-hmm. not even really feeling like this falling asleep and like waking up kind of
0: Mm -hmm. feeling like for him it just feels like it's kind of like you're just continuing to move Yeah, it is a little weird because it feels like you should be hungover but you're not
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's always a blessed feeling
4: so Sebald will kind of push himself out of his stasis pod and kind of look over at Delphine to see if she's getting immediately out of her pod
5: Delphine is getting immediately out of her pod but she does so silently and just heads up to her, her pilot's chair
4: okay Upon seeing Delphine going in that direction, Siebel does not really have much to do right now, uh, other than uh, <laughs> just kind of wait for things based on our pseudo plan that kind mm-hmm. of took shape. Um, okay. And um, it'll kind of just wait and just kind of. And you- upon like maybe like 20 seconds after everybody has like started moving, um, start to move to go grab beers for Jack. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Got it. Um, was, uh, Siebel going to try and, like, craft anything this loop or no? Just...
1: Mm, we hadn't talked about it.
4: I think after grabbing the beer, he'll kind of want to fill the in. I think.
1: Yeah. Uh, if you want to meet me, I'm going to go down to deck 10. I am grabbing combat shotgun and stun baton and i'm grabbing foam gun and hand welder so if seabold comes and meets me down here the first thing he's gonna do is shove the foam gun and hand welder into his hands
4: sure uh yeah so i think that's what seabold's gonna do he's gonna go grab these beers for jack kind of float out and start making his way down and, like, upon, like, crossing paths with Jack, be like, there you go, I'm just going to, and, like, not even throw it, but just, like, let go of a beer so that it kind of floats in zero G so that Jack can catch it um, <laughs> as he's making his way down.
1: Seabold learned his lesson.
2: Jack shoots him a finger gun, <laughs> my man. <laughs> um, and just one fluid motion, grabs it out of the air, pops
0: it on the side of the wall, keeps going. Uh-huh. I like this energy. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you gave us a loop to rest. We're feeling strong. Uh-huh.
0: We're a well-oiled machine right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Delphine, are you, you're you just prepping the ship now? Yes. Okay. So, yeah, in the first scene, Jack goes grab the fob. B goes down to gear up. Delphine goes to start prepping. And Seabold grabs beers and leaves one for Jack. Seabold, you get down to the tool and weapons locker to meet B at the beginning of the scene two, about 12 minutes in.
1: Yeah, I hand you... The foam gun and the hand welder. Yeah. We're going to seal doors behind us.
4: Ooh. Works for me. Yeah, I think this run, we probably don't need my EMP improvised tool. You know, I think it'll probably take just too long.
1: If we can keep it away from us, we won't, hopefully.
4: Yeah, you know.
1: B holds her hand up for a high five.
4: Uh, Seapulp will kind of fumble with the equipment that you have just given him and try to like give you a high five, uh, letting the hand welder kind of float off and
0: then have to give you a high five.
1: Nice. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah.
0: Yeah. And you guys feel the, the ship's engines begin to fire up and, uh, Delphine, I imagine, by now, it doesn't take you that long to power up the ship and uh, disconnect. So if I understood uh, Jack's chemical-fueled plan, it's to fly over to Module 3 now, now that you have the green fob? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Yeah, so while Seabold and B are down on Deck 10, I think Delphine wastes no time doing that, and you guys can start moving your way over there. Jack, is there anything you're doing while the ship is traversing?
2: Um, Let's see. I mean, Jack... I I don't bring this up a whole bunch, but Jack uh, also has a standard battle dress that uh, he's normally in in most of these scenes. Um, So I imagine he's making sure he's got that. uh, He's checking his revolver, which, of course, he has everything that he needs for that because he always does, because that's how time loops work. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he does it out of habit anyway. Um, I think uh, he will maybe not pound the beer quite as quick this time, given that he did just spend 70 minutes doing that. But uh, I think... Oh, you know what? Um... Oh, well, no, sorry. The, the the thought process I just had in my head was like, wouldn't it be interesting uh, if I were to have, like, a backup of something, or to, to test the way to, like, Back up something that isn't these key fob datas to our CNI but I forgot we had to be at an Isaac terminal to do that for the first time correct so um yeah I think Jack's probably just planning like uh going through like alright well if we uh if we get one of those audio logs maybe we can uh we can tie that to the CNI and then maybe that weird gravity thing I don't I'll ask Seabold. I don't don't know how this programming shit works (laughs) Um, but just sort of like going through the plan of like oh yeah what if everything what if we just try and stick it to it like the the less things we have to go back and collect again every loop the more chance we have to get the fuck through this
0: Mm -hmm. Um, so I think yeah just mental math Uh, got it we see, the, uh, we see the calculations and diagrams appearing in the air around Jack's head. As mm-hmm. <laughs> right, yeah, but all of the
2: shapes are, like, a little wiggly, and, like, all the variables <laughs> are, like, beer bottles. <laughs> um,
0: I'm doing 10,000 ca- calculations a second, but they're all wrong. All wrong. <laughs> uh, thank you, Shen Comics. Yes. <laughs> all right. But yeah, that's Jack. Cool. Yeah. Uh, it... it takes less than 10 minutes to disconnect and then redock at Module 3, and you do so flawlessly um, navigating over there, and you guys are prepared to enter into Module 3 to start Scene 3. 24 minutes in. Excellent. Well-oiled machine.
2: Well-oiled machine. I think Jack just looks at everyone, and for the first time, maybe since, like, I don't know, may- maybe since... Th- the, our first day together even, uh, where he had to be a little more corporate I guess, if if there were corporate bigwigs around as, as there were things and he had to actually pretend to be a team lead mm-hmm. but like, looks around at everyone he's like, you know what? I, um, I think we got this I think we all know what we're doing like, uh, just everybody who, uh, gets a chance to hit one of those Azek, uh, one of those Azek terminals just, you see one, grab it um if you uh, just just shout out where you're going. It doesn't matter if things can hear us or not, because at this point, it's all about speed. So the faster we can get over to, to collect as much as we can, the faster we can get the fuck off this thing, probably.
1: I nodded in real life and realized you guys couldn't see it, but B nods.
0: <laughs> yep. I do that all the time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think he... Um, <laughs> He's probably still got a beer in his hand, um, but he uh, he lets it float in the air for a second, claps his hands, uh, does the, like, you know, the, the clap where you're also rubbing them to be like, I'm ready to go, uh, grabs the beer back out of the air, pounds it, throws it against the wall, opens the door. Yeah.
1: Let's
0: go. <laughs> yeah, the airlock opens, and you are entering from the bottom of Module Three MLM, the Multi-Purpose Logistic Module. You float in there, um, past the exo loader and heavy tools chest, um, up onto uh, the uh, Deco Three One General Storage, and there is an Isaac terminal right there. And we've not grabbed this one. You right? have. Oh, that's right, but we have to do it again. Uh, that, that's fine.
1: We haven't learned if we can sync them to their C- to our CNIs yet. Right? No, but
2: we do need to sync
0: the green key fob that we have. Uh,
1: right, that's yeah. more important. So
0: here's here's the decision you have to make. Um, if you are trying to move directly to the yellow key fob, you can do so in a single scene. Oh, right. Um, or if you're stopping at this Isaac terminal, this is your next scene. That's fine. We should.
1: I vote yellow term. Your bell- yellow yeah. fob.
0: We should. We should get all of the fobs at once and then load them up at once.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So you go past that Isaac terminal into PMA four three, heading into module four, which is environmental control and life support systems, and then head into. PMA-4B, down into the greenhouse, where you enter from the top, looking down this large cylindrical module with the ring catwalks, with all of the arrays of vibrant green plants growing out of hydroponic pipes and racks, and you see that there is a body floating from a ladder about halfway down, tethered to it by a noose. It appears they hung themselves when there was once gravity but there they are. You guys are now in the greenhouse. Sure. Um, I mean,
2: Delphine was the one who found it last time, right?
5: I'm going to say I actually think it was me and Seabold.
2: Yeah, it was, but... <laughs> it was Delphine and Seabold. Oh, I, I, I mean, Jack might have known that. I didn't.
5: No,
0: that's
2: But yeah, I guess he looks at the crowd and was like, uh, I uh, I didn't come here last time.
0: Uh, we all know where it is.
5: B shrugs. Nick, where was it? The, the
0: fob was on the body. Okay. And there is an Isaac terminal in here as well on the on the topmost deck that you pass on your way in.
1: But we got it, right? You
0: got the recording on this, yes, but you could use that terminal to sync fobs if you want. That's a fair point, and that means we can sync both of those and
2: get the thing from this room and see if we can sync the audio logs to our CNIs as
4: well. Mm-hmm. Siebel will just say, I got it, and he will go over to the terminal and start doing the thing for the syncing and such. Yeah.
1: What do you say?
4: All right, Isaac, uh, g- g- give me, uh, show me a picture of this guy's balls, please. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, I didn't quite understand that. Can you try giving me the command again? Uh, let's see what will say. Um... All right, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, sync the, uh, l- let me get, let me sync my, my CNI with this uh, module here. I don't even know if that's actually going to work or if I need to, like, hack some shit.
0: <laughs> this isn't one of my native functions, but it appears I do have a program in a partition that will perform this action. Would you like me to access it? Yes, I would. That's why I said it. So here's the question. Is it just Siebold at the mm-hmm. terminal right now? I think Jack is there, too.
1: He's there, too.
0: Yeah, so I guess all of us except Delphine. Yeah. Well, Delphine, you could, you could even, um, by the time you go down and grab the fob, and you can even come back up. You would actually need to do that first.
5: Yeah, no. She, when Seabold was like, I got it, and then went to the terminal, Delphine was like, right, leave me to do the dirty work. Got it. <laughs> and, like, as she was, like, going down to retrieve it from this body— She was also muttering to herself About how Honestly she preferred this one anyway If anyone would have asked her She hates talking to that machine
1: (laughs) Uh, I think B's the only one that hasn't so far I mean
0: Isaac's talked at you When you were denied access to doors and stuff Right You haven't actually interfaced with any of the terminals Mm -hmm. So uh, Delphine you grab the fob off of the dead body uh, Once again and push yourself off to head back up to meet the others at the terminal yellow access fob detected access
6: granted
4: yeah so as it's syncing me up i'll kind of like snap and be like jack you next buddy and just like (laughs) bring him over and
0: be like all right and now time for you syncing this security fob to the detected cni but all of you that are standing within proximity get the download at the same time. But it seems Isaac doesn't realize that that's what's happening. Nice. It's like, mm-hmm. oh. Yeah, this is an unintended side effect of the prototype program.
1: <laughs> it's a loophole.
0: Excellent. Hmm. But you do still have the green, well, with the yellow, you, that, that gives you access to the green as well, so. You know, we should do it just mm-hmm. in case. <laughs> like. Sure. We'll, we'll go for the 100% unlock mm-hmm.
2: achievement, like. Get the get the full inventory, if we can. If sure. we do that for a sec. the uh,
1: audio log. You mean?
2: Uh, well, uh, I mean the green key card, but also yes. Uh, Jack would like to see if, after uh, giving the password and accessing the audio log, if
0: that is something that that program will allow us to also sync to our CNI. Sure. So you go through the same process to sync the green security fob, and that does in fact sync to all of your CNIs. Which, when that happens, you get this like strange AR like HUD that pops up in like the corner of your vision saying, like, data received, which is something that you guys have all had from birth, these implants. They're all standard on everyone Mm -hmm. because they help with all kinds of neurological diseases that basically don't exist anymore because of this. And then, you know, people have created technology that interfaces with them. So, but yeah, so you do that, and upon the completion of that task, the entire ship shakes, and then the station switches to auxiliary power and all the red lights... Although I will note that in the greenhouse there is, like, red emergency lights, but the UV lights used to grow the plants are all still on as well, that those seem to be on the backup, as well as Isaac's terminal. Oh, um, I'm going to
2: turn the UV lights off. (laughs) Or actually, I don't know. I'm thinking because we know that the the creature sees UV light, I don't know if having all of them on would blind it to us or if it would make us more noticeable by blocking out part of the UV spectrum, like, mm-hmm. shadows. Um, I don't know if Jack's even smart enough to, to know one way or the other, frankly. <laughs> roll for it. I mean, we are playing a role-playing game. I could roll a play. Would you Would you let me roll an intellect check with, uh, with my bonus in botany, because it's uh, botany materials here? Sure. Great. All right. Let's see what these dice have to say for me. I'll um, I will need a 53 or better.
0: That is a 16. hmm Yeah! Yeah. You think that, if anything, all of these UV lights in here could blind it if they were, like, all pointed at the creature. The fact that they're not means the creature can see extra well in here. However it's probably able to see you just fine. Like, so, okay, if you're just worrying about its vision, then yes, but from what you recall of the auto-recording, it seems like it's using its electroreceptor ability as its primary sensory input, because that's the way more powerful sense.
1: I feel like we need tinfoil hats.
2: Tinfoil (laughs)
0: bodysuits.
1: Or,
2: you know, like I say, Faraday Cages. Um, but, uh, okay. Oh, and just one important thing because we're we're in a different room, but it's still on Jack's mind. Uh, because this is the botany mm-hmm. area, the uh, the hydroponics. Is there some sort of water hose yeah. in this room?
0: Yeah, there's. It's a hydroponic uh, uh, greenhouse. You know, there's all of the pipes are filled with water, um, and then there's also like irrigation, like Mister sprays to you know mist the growths as well. All right. Um, Jack just
2: looks at everyone, uh, looks over at the entrance to module four, which is where the, uh, the hand terminal is with the, the gravity controls. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, all right, y'all, um, I want somebody with a, with a hose trained on that door just in case that thing busts in here.
1: Before we run away, we have to sync the yellow fob. We did. Oh, we did? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay.
0: You got, you got both fobs synced. Okay. But you didn't access the audio log and sync that yet.
1: We will go to the hose
0: Yeah, um, Jack's just like
1: If, uh,
2: if y'all wanna See if you can sync that audio log to your CNI I guess we don't necessarily all need to have it But, uh, as long as somebody does, I guess Yeah, if you wanna do that real quick I'm gonna pop out and grab that hand terminal And see if we can't kerjigger something with that onto our CNIs as Well, I don't really know how this works I'm, frankly, I'm just gonna hand it off to you, Seabolt And I'm, I'm just gonna hope you know what to do But, first things first I'm gonna get my hands on it
4: yeah, makes sense to me. That's what Seabold says, but I have no idea what you actually said. What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> um, the the idea is that there is a hand terminal uh, that is mm-hmm.
2: floating in Module 4 that has mm-hmm. uh, some sort of program on it, I guess, uh, which... Oh, to control the gravity. Exactly. Yeah, got it. And yep. So, Up to speed. Yeah, if, if we can get that on our CNIs too, wouldn't that be just Jim Dandy? Mm-hmm. Sure. So yeah, so Jack will uh, cautiously poke out and make
0: his way towards where he knows the uh, the hand terminal to be.
1: B will set up with the hose.
0: Yeah. You pop in there. You actually passed not far away from it on your way in here, but you know, you guys were focused on getting to that yellow security fob because that was the priority. So now that you can see that, the hand terminal is floating not far from the bulkhead on Deco 4-1. Excellent. Um,
2: Jack will... Just take a, a cursory glance around, make sure there's not something obviously waiting to to jump him, and if the coast looks clear, he'll uh, he'll
0: make his way downtown.
1: Making my way downtown, walking fast.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you you grab the hand terminal, and it lights up like the same, and it's on the same system because that's like the the program that it was on when it was dropped, and uh, it does look like you can turn gravity back on if you want from this program. So Seabold, you were trying to sync the audio log? Yeah, Seabold has uh, like just been
4: stationed at this Isaac terminal. Sure.
0: So I do need you to make me a check. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be an intellect check. Mm-hmm. And you can use um, computers and hacking if you have them. Uh, Because as you're looking at this, um, it looks like the program is specifically only to copy a security fob data to CNIs. However, there's no reason why you couldn't, with a little bit of hacking wizardry, apply a security fob-like info tag to the audio log so that Isaac thinks it's a security clearance and then saves the data to your CNI anyway.
1: Can you remind me which... Audio
0: log this is? This is the audio log by Dr. Selina Volokova about uh, her observations of the organism, the creature that has been attacking you. Okay. So, yeah, Seabold, you can make that check if you'd That's like. That's a 50 on a 58. Let's go. Yeah. yeah you to go. go. <laughs> yeah. So uh, when you go to access the program, Isaac says, I am detecting an error. Security cans. Would you like me to sync that to your CNI? Yes, I would. So you get a ping of data received in the corner of your vision, which is like a small AR projector that's actually implanted in your eye that connects to your CNI. Hmm. Thank you very much. <gasps> Who else was standing by the terminal? Delphi. Was B and Delphine both by the terminal, or was B. Bea-
1: B was watching the door with the hose.
0: Okay, then yeah, Seabold and Delphine both get that packet. Same as the key fobs, Isaac just gives it to whoever's in range without realizing there's more than one person there. So keep track, you have audio log from Module 4B, and you all have green and yellow clearance. Anybody wanna go fetch that other key fob? Jack, about at this point you're coming back in as Siebold is finishing up with that. Uh when Jack gets back
2: to the doorway, he he looks in, is everybody um floating near the ground?
1: Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Warden? You
2: can decide. Yep. Sure. Well, because he, he thought about on the way back in, like, oh, I guess I could just hit the button and see if we can turn the <laughs> gravity back on. And then he had this flash in his head of somebody just, like, going down in the abyss of the, uh, <laughs> like, thinking back to the guy <laughs> mm-hmm. who hung himself, like, oh, shit, right, dang, I guess there was gravity there, wouldn't it? Um, and so he makes his way back to the door, checks to make sure everybody's on the ground. He's like, all right, I'm going to see if, uh, if this works, if there's no power and he hits the button to try and engage gravity.
0: Yeah, you hear Isaac's voice come from everywhere, not just the hand terminal. Seagrav thrusters engaged. And then the entire station shakes, but not violently like the explosion, just there's like a small lurch, and then nothing changes immediately. And Jack, at first, probably, like, you wait like a minute, and at first, your first thought is, this didn't work.
2: Yeah, if, if after the first couple of seconds, um... Nothing seems to be happening. Jack's like, "All right, well, worth a shot." Um, And he gently lobs the hand terminal over to Seabold and says, uh, "I don't know if this thing's got any kind of like near field connector or something, but um, oh yeah, did that uh that that audio packet work?" Uh, yeah, yeah, sure did. All right, well, if that worked, maybe. I mean, of course it did. (laughs) Uh, Um, I think Jack actually like a legitimate, sensible chuckle at that. Um,
0: just anything. Uh, like, yeah, of course. Uh, Seabull, did you catch that hand terminal?
4: Uh, I mean, is it is it floating through zero G still? Because Jack,
0: like, tossed it at you. Then yes. Yeah. You do notice that um, as it floats, it does drift downward just a little bit as it reaches you. But uh, if you take a look at the screen, your engineering eyes... You can actually see that there is a small progress bar in the corner that is basically saying like thrusters getting up to speed and it's like at like 12% and then ticks the 13%.
1: Damn it, Nick!
0: (laughs) You know, that's okay though.
2: Because if we can get it synced to our CNI and we could start it at Mm -hmm. the beginning of the loop, then we'll have it by the end. And that will definitely help us. (laughs) Surely.
0: Surely. Surely it will help us. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you guys are, uh, for informational sake, uh, probably sitting at about forty-four minutes, um, nearing the end of scene four. Well, I
2: tell you what, um, why don't we? Uh, frankly, I don't want to. I don't want to go through that whole tussle with either the robot woman or the uh, the horrible squid monster. Why don't we just head back to the ship here and just uh, just have beer and wait for the, the time to loop over? No sense in getting in a fight.
1: There's an orange fob on the break. Oh, shit,
2: but it is right there, and you know that thing's going to be right there. It's it's right on time.
1: We have to try.
2: But we could try when we know it's not there.
1: We don't know how many loops we have.
2: That is technically correct, which I hear is the best kind of correct, so. <laughs> All right. <laughs> And he like gestures like, all right,
0: lead the way.
1: B will lead the way down to the bridge.
0: So here's the other question. You've gotten the hand terminal that lets you control the gravity, but you haven't done anything to try and sink that. Oh, right.
1: Do we want to do
4: that? Yeah, that's what Seabold's going to be doing. That
0: would take time.
1: B will go get the orange fob.
4: Yeah, Seabold will just like hang out there. Y'all go ahead. I'll just do this while you're here and hang out next to that Isaac terminal. Since now he gets to do hacker shit. Computer shit. Yeah,
0: yeah. So you'll have to make another computer or yep. hacking check for me, Seabold. But uh, we can come back to you because that's going to be a little bit more involved than yep. the other things you were doing.
2: Before we leave the room, Jack looks over at Seabold uh, and sort of floats over to him, I guess. And um, they look him just straight in the eye. How? I don't know that we've established this. Is is Jack taller or shorter than Seabold? Let's
4: go ahead and say that you're taller.
2: All right. Um, Jack looks down at Seabold. Puts a hand on your shoulder, for um, for what might be the first time in my life with this job. Uh, I I apologize for how cringy and corporate it sounds, but uh, but I gotta tell you, you're a you're a credit to the team. I appreciate you. He pats him on the shoulder and then uh, turns around and floats out.
4: As Jack is like floating away, Siebold was like busy fiddling with the hand terminal and says, "Oh, thanks. That's really that's really nice of you to say." under his breath as Jack is floating away and definitely not hearing him.
0: Yeah. So is it everybody but Seabold going to Module 5?
5: Maybe B and Jack? Should Delphine stay back with Seabold? Question mark? Delphine can stay back with Seabold, yeah.
2: Delphine is her own person. She can do what she wants.
5: (laughs) She... Doesn't know how to do most of these things <laughs> and can function as someone who can run and get stuff.
0: And also, plants are in here. That's true. It's the, it, this is the most like fresh smelling place that you guys have been mm-hmm. in for like probably months. Crisp, crisp, humid, clean. So um, yeah, Seabold and Delphine stay there while Jack and B head to Module Five. You move up through Module Four, and as you're moving through Module Four, you could start to feel like you guys are slowly drifting downwards to the point where, like, as you're passing into Module 5, you're kind of walking, but it almost feels like the moon a little bit. You have to, like, kind of do big leaps. But now it actually might be easier to use your mag boots until the gravity is fully on. Fair enough. Um, Which slows you down a little, but by the time you get into Module 5, it's probably, like, half a G. Mm -hmm. So better than the moon, but not quite full yet. But yeah, you're in StatSec and Medical. You open those doors, you see the station security, like, main office with desks around. You see some of the papers and stuff that were floating in the air when you were here last time are now kind of, like, lazily drifting across the floor. Mm -hmm. Kind of like there's a a soft breeze in slow motion blowing them.
1: points Jack towards the module that's up there, but starts moving towards the break to grab the orange pop.
0: The module is on the other side of this room, right? So, you you know that there's an Isaac Terminal in the medical office above, but you haven't been in the Isaac Terminal in the statsic office above, where you're on the side you're on now. Because we couldn't get in there.
1: I was gonna say I thought there was a there was a Isaac module we hadn't accessed right here.
0: Yes, in the in the stat office. There is also one in the medical office across the way. Okay. But we can get in the stat office now because right. we
2: have the yellow key card and not guns. Correct. Excellent. Yeah, Jack will just look at B. You wanna go uh, you wanna go up or down? Down. Alright. And uh,
0: Jack starts making his way towards the office. Yeah. B you slide down. And you see the ladder opens up into what looks like an interrogation room. There's a table bolted to the floor with two chairs bolted to either side. And to either side of that in this like kind of narrow room, there are big plexiglass walls with a door. um, They're holding cells on each side. And you see big guy, almost reminds you a little of Cutler, he has that similar build, but he's in statsec full battle dress, not dissimilar than yours, but... His face is destroyed, and there's a splatter of blood across the back wall. And he's holding a pistol in a limp hand, but you do see an orange security fob on his belt.
1: I'm gonna hate myself for asking this. Do I need to make a sanity roll? I think if you're asking,
0: then the answer is yes.
1: Oh, I failed. That's ninety-eight.
0: Ooh, mm-hmm. <laughs> the very, very, very close to a critical fail. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: yeah. So you take a point of stress.
1: Mm-hmm. B kind of like stops for a sec and like takes him in and like has a moment, but then she'll go in to try and get the orange fob.
0: Yeah, there's an access panel. It doesn't open automatically like the bulkheads do. You have to like touch it, Um, but then it senses your yellow clearance on your CNI and unlocks.
1: Yeah, I'm going to get that orange fob. Yeah, you got it. Okay, I'm going to start taking it back to Siebold.
0: Cool. Sounds good. Jack you are going up the steps uh, this is the staircase that you tried to shoot your way through the door at the top of um, and you uh, you get to the top um, the door since it's again it doesn't automatically open but when you touch the access panel it senses the yellow security clearance sync to your CNI and opens and you find yourself in like what looks like uh, kind of a slightly disheveled like security chief's office. Um, There's a little placard on the desk that reads, Head of Security Lawrence, quote LJ, quote Johnson. And you see that there is in fact an Isaac terminal um, in the exact same location that you spotted one in the med office uh, earlier. Excellent. And you do also see that there's another set of steps that extends up further. Oh. Like the medical storage on the other side, there was another staircase, but there was a yellow clearance at the top of that one. You don't know what the clearance is on the top of this one. Interesting. Jack will access the Isaac terminal and enter the
2: passcode to start downloading the audio file. Yeah. And hopefully while he's doing that, then also pop up and uh, see what the clearance situation is on the other door. Sure. Um, Isaac says... There's an audio file here. Would you like me to play it? Yeah, I think that'd be great. Actually, if you could, um, if you could sync that to my CNI too, that'd be great. Using the program in, uh, and Jack says the file directory.
0: Yeah. So I'll say that, like, when what Siebold did was, um, he basically tricked the program into thinking an existing tag on all these audio files are, uh, security codes rather than hacking the security code to make it compatible with the program oh that's fine so that way you could just do it you don't need to go back and have siebold hack each one to do it oh i thought you were gonna say it didn't work because i was gonna say jack doesn't know it doesn't work no <laughs> no i'm
2: gonna let it work
1: thank you nick thank you
2: nick october
6: 6th 2133 2343 es isaac put me through to head of ops i'm sorry it appears we are within Mr. Delacroix' specified daily no-contact window. Is this an emergency? Yes, damn it! Authorize emergency channel. I wouldn't be contacting if it wasn't important, you stupid machine. Emergency communication engaged. situation and I need to know how to proceed I'm listening an autonomous ship arrived just now its AI is claiming it's a supply shipment but we don't have a supply shipment scheduled until 10 9 okay then it's a few days early was this really worth dragging me out of bed for well with all due respect sir You've been in this industry long enough to know that nothing simply arrives early. Besides, there appears to be some malfunction with the ship's transponder, and we're unable to get a clear read to verify its ID. Between that and the early arrival, things just smelled a little too fishy
9: to me. LJ, no, I approved your placement on this station because you are the best head of sec Valkyrie has but your paranoia is going to give me a fucking migraine, and I haven't had one of those since my CNI upgrade. Hmm. Nobody knows we're out here. I don't think it's very likely this is a security threat. grant the ship permission to dock. We'll have the crew unstuff it first thing in
6: the morning. 10-4. It'll be waiting for your boys at the MLM, docked at ADC-3B. Wait, uh, was this
9: the shipment that had that, uh, the resupply of stasis fluid?
6: Uh, yeah, that's what it says here. Well, have a dock at Module
9: 6. It's closer to the C-Hab. That way the crew will be done faster, and I can get him looking into that anomaly reading on EEPMA-10.
6: All right, ADC-6A then. That's why you're the logistics guy. Right. Well, this logistics guy is going the fuck back to sleep. Thanks, Mike. Sorry for
0: bothering you. And that's the end of the recording. That was it? Yep.
1: That was us, right?
0: No. That's the other vessel. Mm
1: Hmm. Oh.
2: We are docked at ADC6B. Correct. Which I say confidently
0: only because I'm literally looking at the map. That's why I give you the map. (laughs) (laughs) Why I shared the map on social media. Oh, by the way, if you're listening to this, go check out Table Fables Pod on Twitter or any of the other uh, social media places. Um, uh, I will be sharing a map of the station for you to reference. Or it'll be on the Discord. It already is. So go check it out.
1: Can you remind me what dock that was?
0: That is the one in Module 6. That's the one that the synth lady went into that you, you saw happen. Yarp. Thank you. So yeah, you got it and it synced to your CNI. Hell yeah. You you go up the steps and you see that the door at the top requires orange clearance. Yeah, that drags. That which B has an orange fob, but she is now heading back out. Do
1: you see both? Yeah,
0: you're heading into PMA 5-4. The gravity is stronger now. You basically can walk without your mag boots. Cool. Which is weird. So that's when No. You hear No. a bulkhead door open no. behind you beast. No. across the sick bay. No. from PMA 65. No. And you see the creature on the ground mm-hmm. pulling itself along, kind of rolling over itself and as the door opens and it's moving, it like stops for a second. And then pushes off with its tentacles leaping into the air and grabbing railings to still pull itself through, but it's now, like, swinging rather than pulling itself through the zero G. It's moving slower mm-hmm. than it's moved before, um, but still coming for you.
1: I want to shoot it with a combat shotgun.
0: Go ahead and make a combat roll. Wait, wait,
2: I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. Andy, if you can't, if you can't give us a good one-liner, I will be sad forever. Can you, can you please… Let me think. …whip one out? I know you got one.
1: I'm I'm taking notes and trying to play the game at the same time and you want me to make a (laughs) one-liner? Eat this, fucker.
0: Classic. I'll take it. No, that's good. Or hopefully the creature will take it.
1: Alright, so you say combat roll? Yep. I'm good at those.
0: You can add firearms.
1: Hell yeah, I can. 55 out of 64,
0: baby. Yeah, roll damage. So, Oh, no, the damage is one wound.
1: Yeah, there you go. That's what I thought.
0: It's just one wound immediately. Oh, shit. Yeah.
1: Mhm. Uh, that's why I grabbed it, bitches. Yeah.
0: Why do we not all have these?
1: Because <laughs> we only have one, uh, and you have one person that's very good at fighting and not good at uh, anything else.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, this thing's launching at you. It's about at the bulkhead between the sick bay and stat sec. Um, just within range of the shotgun blast. So you actually kind of have to wait for it to get on top of you, Mm -hmm. but cold as ice. You wait for it to get within like the the damaging range and just (laughs) the gun jumps deep into your shoulder with the kickback, but this thing hits square and it actually, since it hits it mid leap, sends it flying back into the sick bay and it's writhing on the ground.
4: Go, go, go!
0: Jack, you're on your way down the steps just in time to see this occur. <laughs> I, I think as the creature, like, goes uh, flying through the air. Oh, shit! And uh,
2: starts, yeah, just taking the stairs down just two at a time. Uh-huh. Which, yeah, I guess they're, you say we're not at full gravity yet, but there's, like, a lot more. Yeah, gravity. you're
0: probably at 75%. Okay. 0.75 Gs.
2: Yeah, I think uh, I think maybe at that, he's probably taking it, like, three steps at mm-hmm. a time. Um, you know, hand on the railing, just in case. I was going to say, uh, that's, that's a feat. Uh, I
1: have long legs. That's a feat.
2: Well, I mean, yeah, but the whole point is we're not at full gravity yet, I would hope. He can, like, sort of combination run and slide down. Mm-hmm. But uh, how close does he have to come to the creature as he gets near the bottom of the
0: stairs. Not, not, not close at all. B knocked it back into the sick bay and the bottom of the stairs is right by the bulkhead back into environmental control systems. Nice. Um,
1: B throws Jack the orange fob.
0: Oh,
2: excellent. Wait, no, I'm sorry. I've gotten turned around in my head. The thing just flew back into 6-5, right? Near 6-5. Near six five.
0: Yeah, it's the the sick bay end of the module.
2: Okay, and I'm now sort of in the middle of five.
0: You're a, you're on the end of five near four. Okay. Oh, beautiful. Jack
2: grabs the orange fob and um, like thinks for a second, rummages around in one of the pouches on his uh, on his kit and pulls out something that he just remembered that he has. By which I mean I just remembered that I have. <laughs> um, and triggers an emergency beacon. Um, and just sort of lobs it over in the direction of the creature. And I will tell you why. Okay. What? Um, So this thing is presumably stunned because it got bushottened. Mm -hmm. However, the cool thing about the emergency beacon uh, is it is a small device. that sends up a flare and then emits a very loud beep every few seconds. Additionally, it sends out a call on all radio channels to ships or vehicles in the area. that can be blocked by a radio jammer. And my thought by which I mean Jack's thought, is perhaps if this thing goes for electrical signals, uh, maybe it can also pick up on radio waves or something, and this will be enough of a distraction that it will care about. Yes. Mm. Um, He doesn't have time, probably, to see if that works or not, but he is just going to go ahead uh, and just rip it and chuck it in uh, in the general direction of the beastie and then continue running
0: towards where you go. Yeah, you do that, and uh, you and the duck into 5-4.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I'm covering Jack, but I'm trying to get out.
0: Yeah. You see this thing writhing on the ground, and it seems to, it like, flops over. It kind of looks a little bit like, basically, just like a disoriented octopus on the floor at this point, but you see that it's, it seems to be regaining its orientation and, like, reaching out with its tentacles to, like, grab the railings of the hospital beds in here. And then as you throw that, it rolls in, and you just kind of see it pause for a second, and then, like, start shifting in that direction and then you guys duck out uh, back to Delphine and Seabold Seabold you were making a hacking check mm-hmm. this is going to be a little bit more involved but mm-hmm. um, go ahead and make another intellect check and you can use computers or hacking if you have it
4: okay. mm, that's a
0: 90 Okay.
5: can Delphine give him advantage? I don't know anything about this. Damn
0: it. (laughs) Yeah. So you already knew this was going to be a little bit tougher because it's not just, like, a data file. Mm -hmm. It's an entire program, Mm -hmm. which, like, is possible but, like, you kind of have to break it down into its individual components and then encode them onto the CNI, like, individually. Mm -hmm. Um, and You don't have a lot of time, so you're trying to kind of bulk do that, and you're running into some issues with, like, authentication, and it's just not quite working out. You can continue to try that, though, because you're you're basically using this entire scene to do it. Son of a bitch. All right. Uh, Delphine, are you doing anything while Seabold is working?
5: Uh... I think she would be letting him try to concentrate. Sure. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah.
5: She'll just stand silently behind him. No pressure.
0: Uh Seabold,
4: your crush is watching. (laughs) (laughs) And it actually motivated the fuck out of
0: me, because it was a 38 on a 58.
5: Dang. Hell yeah!
0: Hell yeah! Okay, so yeah, you you managed to do it. Your your previous attempt, you were on the right track, but you had a single syntax error. There was a space in there somewhere. Invisible, but enough to fuck up the entire program.
1: (laughs) Don't I know how that goes? I've tried to learn coding.
0: Uh Uh-huh. So, but you managed to do it. Now, the caveat is you cannot use this program directly from your CNI. You'll have to transfer it back onto an Isaac terminal to do it but you can do it. it. This now lets you basically activate this from any Isaac terminal without needing to get the hand terminal that you found. Okay. And just me? Well, Delphine is standing there too, so Delphine Delphine also gets that. Yay! Uh, Delphine, your, your AR, the AR indicator in the, like, your peripheral vision just goes ding, 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 as, like, a data packet <laughs> of, like, probably 12 individual files. <laughs> just gets shunted onto your CNI. Hmm. Which is like it doesn't hurt. Yeah. It doesn't feel like anything, but it's just the the like it, it's it's almost as if like the the like little squigglies in your peripheral vision are suddenly little indicator lights that are just blinking kind of like oh fuck.
5: <laughs> yeah. I think she'll like press a hand over her eyes and just like mutter. Ugh, I haven't <laughs> felt that sick from a package upload, and like since I tried to download all those textbooks off of that sketchy website. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now you've been having weird dreams ever since.
1: Uh- <laughs> I know that life, second half of college, baby.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry I sent you that link. Uh-huh. And then that's when you guys hear a shotgun blast come from a couple of modules away. Hmm.
4: Oh well, I guess that's
0: our friend making an appearance. Yep. So um, back to Jack and B. You run back into Module Four ECLSS, and you're just trucking back to the 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 crew.
1: Is there anything I can do to block the gap in the doors?
0: Uh, well, you could shut the door, but. Mm-hmm. It- it, which may slow it, which may be enough, because hopefully Jack's emergency beacon is going to distract it once it gets its senses about it as well. Uh, beyond that, there's nothing really to block the door. Mm-hmm. Because in this room, it's literally all, like, pipes and stuff that's attached to everything. There's no, like, loose furniture in this module. Um, This is module four. Do
1: we know, do we know if the others have orange and I don't? Could we sink that at a later point?
0: That's theoretically possible.
1: So B is going to set up in front of the door out with a hose and go, Jack, go with the orange clearance, go.
2: Way ahead of you, bud. Appreciate you. And just books
0: it. Yeah, you get back into the greenhouse. So Seabold and Delphine, you see Jack kind of wide-eyed and sweaty, which by the way, Seabold and Delphine, like you guys are now standing. Gravity is almost fully in effect now.
2: I think Jack probably gets in. Uh, he is wild-eyed and sweaty, and like wipes a hand across his brown He's like,
0: "God, I have not <sighs> had
2: to run in—not since Palace." <laughs> uh, you know what? Later. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, he—he uh, he runs over to the uh, uh, over to the Isaac terminal and uh, pulls out the keycard. He's like, "All right, let's sync us up."
4: Uh, yeah sweating like a whore in church something like that whatever <laughs> here you go thank thank you and uh then zebold takes the the key fob and just goes all right isaac let's go ahead and sync this bad
0: boy up now of course syncing your orange level security clearance to your eye? um and then jack Seabold and delphine all get orange radical b are you just standing posting up outside pma 5-4 just waiting to see if anything comes
1: if this was DD, and I'm writing an action that once that beast comes to the door, I'm spraying it sure, with water. Sure, Or whatever fluid is in this hose. Piss. Spray it with piss. <laughs> Ew.
0: Yeah, you're standing there. Uh, a minute passes. Two minutes passes. Four minutes pass. Six minutes pass. The indicator light on the door activates. That's great the door slides open, and the creature launches itself, and you spray. It's a heavy torrent of water that does knock it off course, and it gets wet, but it doesn't seem to be affecting it beyond that. And it's going to grab onto some pipes and swing its way out of the range of your water, and is going to prepare to launch itself down at you. Make a body save.
1: Okay. I'm gonna keep using my pink dice.
3: This
1: is
0: a happy loop. That's a fucking zero, baby. Holy shit.
1: That's a fucking zero.
0: Okay. Yeah. So it launches itself down at you and you're able to, like, move the water to, like, spray it, which, like, doesn't stop it. And with its momentum now coming directly at you, doesn't even push it away. The water pressure isn't that strong. But it does cause it to miss. So it, it does hit you like a mass of it just doops into your shoulder, but it's disoriented by the water and doesn't grab you. Mm-hmm. And it rolls over to the side on the ground, its tentacles reaching up and uh, reaching for some pipes to grab itself and pull it away. And then it's repositioning to come at you again. What are you doing?
1: I'm shooting it with a combat shotgun.
0: Okay, you drop the hose and pull out your combat shotgun again. Let me go ahead and make a combat check.
1: That's a four. Okay. Eat my shit, motherfucker.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yeah, it launches itself up at you, and uh, basically point blank, you fire, severing four of its tentacles off of its body. And it, it, and it, it flies back, hitting a bank of pipes dropping to the ground and writhing and you see that its skin is like cycling through a bunch of different colors and the bioluminescence is like flashing different lights before it begins to slowly settle and seems to be slowly regaining its strength again. Uh, You've dealt a huge amount of damage to it, but it's resilient and it's not entirely stopped, but it is now stunned for a significant amount of time. What do you do?
1: I'm going to shoot it again. Uh, Listen, if I can kill this thing, I'm going to.
0: Go ahead and make another combat check. Uh, You can make it with advantage because it is on the ground. Okay, that's a
1: 95. And that is a 14, which is below my combat. Nice.
0: Yeah, you fire and hit it again, severing off another two tentacles. The spray of the shotgun shell piercing several pipes behind it that begin spraying out um, in your direction, kind of covering this creature in water as it's like, uh, again, it doesn't bleed, but you've like knocked huge chunks of flesh off of it. It's like this one kind of fleshy mass. The severed tentacles are still like curling and flailing and it's writhing on the ground and you see a tentacle reach up and grab a pipe and pull itself into the conduit and the mess of pipes and you lose sight of it amongst all of the water spraying.
1: I'm going to shout to the others, it's alive! It's still here! Keep your eyes open!
0: And that's when you begin hearing music. Uh, Delphine, Jack, and Seabold, you begin hearing music as you get done sinking the orange fob. Oh yeah, just in time. That was
1: so fucking gratifying.
2: <laughs> um, and of course, we we hear the uh, <laughs> the 4th of July fireworks of many uh, gun deaths, yeah. correct?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah you hear uh, you hear two gun blasts you hear the spraying of water and then B shout it's still alive right as the music starts playing um like Jack uh, takes off his ridiculous trucker hat
2: which uh, this one today says drink water today um <laughs> and uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he he slaps on the uh, the Isaac term
0: he's like hot damn
2: this <laughs> uh. Uh-huh. This is the best this has ever turned out. Uh, like, I, I think just completely inhibitions to the wind, just uh, he, he pulls both Seabold and Delphine into just like a, a big group hug he's <laughs> like, hot damn, we uh, got a chance to get out of here.
0: And with that, he you're standing there, water spraying everywhere, the creature nowhere to be found. You turn and it's launching at your face and then you wake up.
7: Memory desync detected Download complete. Memory desync detected. Download complete. Memory desync detected. complete. Memory desync detected. Download complete. Memory desync detected. complete. Memory design detected. complete. Memory design detected. complete. Memory detected. complete.
3: On twirl, I was a nobody. I got teleported out here, and here I'm something. I'm
0: somebody. The Voidfarer begins maneuvering towards this 200-meter-long space whale. To handle one of these, you need grit. Is that something you have?
1: I'm a tiny little guy. Of course I got grit. If you tried anything, it would end very poorly for you.
0: This illithid dreadnought warps away, accelerating to jamming speed as quickly as they arrive. Who the fuck?
3: <laughs> what am I trying to say here, Ramdus? That we're crew.
0: I like that. We're crew. That is a natural one. You sent yourself sailing out the side of the ship, untethered.
3: Oh, I'm putting a piton into the ground. I'm wrapping my rope around it, and I'm jumping into the gravity well. No. A gnome, a halfling, and a half orc walk into a bar. I forget the middle part, but the punchline is feathers everywhere, and that's not my peanut butter. I cast Dosh as his laughter.
6: <laughs> Climb aboard for Tales of the Voidfarer, wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: Oh, my consequences have actions. Wait, <laughs> wait, uh,
8: wait.
2: Why do you want to be a hero?
3: Yeah, she's gonna
1: sort of, like, uh, drop down out of the sky and try to kick him, like, you know, square in the chest.
5: Look, I don't know what you're fucking trying to do here, but I don't make deals with enemies who put grenades in a box like they're the $5 movie bin.
4: Release,
0: mystery. Terry or you all will be the ones that are extinct.
4: I don't know if I can have an honest conversation with Royale as a corgi.
1: You're right, it's fucking not funny.
4: I mean, literally no one would find this funny. Remix, use the dragon filter, that
3: would make it funny.
4: It's just like man standing emoji.
1: Just T-posing in the corner.
0: <laughs> Who is your contact? Benchmark. Who? Hey, I just need Buzznest for like one minute and then you guys can go back to whatever you were doing. Check out season two of Cape Chronicles starting Wednesday, October 5th, every first and third Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. File folders contain important
6: information.
2: Didn't know at all the people. That was crazy.
3: Holy fuck. Mike Mitchell. Well,
2: I, I, I don't know how how like how
6: much you guys really do love bare naked ladies.
3: Justin McElroy. Grab your tongue. Grab your tongue, and I want you to say Our born tongue. on a pirate ship. You were born on a pilot shit And many more. So check it out. But also, if you don't like bare naked ladies, we talk about them probably like a third of the time. So Yes. That's every Tuesday, wherever fine podcasts are sold. We could make a board game about it.
7: ProjectDerail.com